The opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Jeremy Hinks and Stinky Jazz Podcast and do not necessarily reflect those of anyone else on this planet. Hey, I'm Keenan Dufty from Slinky Vagabond, and you're listening to Sticky Jazz. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hinks, the man of a million musical opinions. All of mine happen to be correct. And this week, I've got uh, David Bishop. He is the Grandmaster Guru Administrator Extraordinaire Management Guy of the Rock Camp. He's the guy who puts the whole project together to have uh, aspiring young people or whoever just wants to learn to play rock and roll who are actually getting into it to go and work with their legends. He's been doing rock camp for uh, 20 plus years now. Putting people in with the guys, Roger Daltrey from The Who, the guys from Guns N' Roses, plenty of other people out there. And uh, he just put out the movie about Rock Camp, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, everybody, let's just kick this one off with, well, we spoke enough about Roger Daltrey, so we're going to do some Roger Daltrey. This is The Who's Teenage Wasteland, Baba O'Reilly is what his song is called, it kind of just fits. Everybody, sit back, let's all do the sticky jazz. Thank you. 
Everybody, this is Jeremy Hanks and Sticky Jazz. Welcome this week. I have David Fishhoff, the mastermind, masterclass guru of the uh, rock and roll fantasy camp, the uh, master series, and uh, the, just the movie uh, Rock Camp that just came out. And uh, congratulations on that, by the way, winning uh, just the, uh, the, most recently the uh, 2020 Key West Film Festival, right? We won the keyword. We would have won a lot of them, but you know that was the only one that was outdoors. Well, and, right, yes, uh, the pandemic does kind of tie all. Of oh, kills us. But uh, I, I was just elated to be able to land this interview because I've been a fan of the shows and then the little clips that have popped up over the years. And so I'm like, I would love to get into the mind and just pick your brain for a while and get some stories. Uh, just first of all, I, you know, the phrase never meet your idols because you're going to be disappointed. And I think your whole mission in this is to prove that statement wrong. You know, that, that's a good point. You're right. Um, the only, uh, wow, that's a great line. Um, so my idol was, uh, was Neil Diamond okay. and I'm sitting in Nate Now's restaurant in Beverly Hills. And I walk in and I see him talking with Larry King. So I sat down next to him. I said, I got to tell you, Mr. Diamond, I'm David Fishoff. I work with Ringo Starr. I produce the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Uh, I'm a huge fan of yours. Blah. It was the biggest disappointment of my life. 
<laughs> Why? What was his response? Did you know, he was it was nice, but he wasn't. You know, it wasn't what you know. You build up in your mind what you're going to meet your idol. Now, Stu, mm -hmm. I have to tell you, I, I'm I was the obnoxious one. I sat down at the table and just you know, and and it came out and and you know it's so interesting because one of my first bands I had was the Association, and there was a guy named Terry Kirkman who wrote the song Cherish and Windy and Never My Love, and they were good friends, so I tried to use his name. It was okay. I, you know, I'm glad I met him. Um, I would love to meet him under different circumstances, but really a huge fan of his. But on the other hand, over the years, I've met so many of, of people that I really, you know, I got to idolize and, and then not really idolize, but just look up to and, and respect their talents and everything. And I, and I was never disappointed. So, uh, you know, occasionally you get a few people you'd be disappointed with, but, uh, you know, part of that's in your mind. Well, I, I do recall the first time I ever met, like I was 15 and I met my first like idol of rock and roll, right? That And I, I had been, I mean, the whole story was just crazy. When I actually met him, it was by complete accident. And he just walked out into the crowd because most people didn't know it was him, you know? And I, I freaked out and he was so gracious to me, mostly just to get some 15-year-old kid to shut up, right? Okay, who wants it? It was Peter Hook from the band New Order. And I was just this kid and I, I had a seven foot band that said, Peter Hook, you're the greatest. And we we're doing PIL, you know, the PIL old sex pistols. Right. And he just walked right out in, in front of me. I was front row and I, I hold up this banner. He's like, oh, shit, kid saw me. He walked away. I followed him over to a place by the stage, held up in the window. It's like, what do you want? I said, just come out. And he walked out and talked to me just as polite and as friendly and as cool as could be. And, and, and after that, that kind of just made it for me. And, and so I get what you're saying, because after that, after you meet so many of them, you don't, it, it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I, you know, to me, they're my idols if they're good people. If they come to my rock camp and they jam with these people and they give them their attention, you know, I, I've only had one or two, just really one, really one or two that come offhand and it would be wrong for me just to mention them, but that, but that were really disappointing to me, you know, that that uh, came that they and they just their their response was was disappointing. They came for the money or they came for they just didn't get it. But, you know, I've had over hundreds of rock stars who come who really get it, who understand. I'm going to rock and roll fantasy camp. I want to change people's lives. I'm going to I'm going to, uh, you know, jam with these people. I'm going to answer their questions. I'm going to hang with them. I'm going to have lunch with them, whatever it takes. And um They've all been amazing. You know, Roger Dolce and down, Joe Perry, they've been, you know, they know they're coming there. They know they're going to be changing these people's lives. And they know that they're, they're you know, this is the place these people are paying money to, to jam with them. And now, now that was something that I thought was also really interesting. Okay. I did like so much of my homework on this. I was like, and I'm going through the list of everybody that you've had in the camp. You're 69 sessions in, right? So far that you've done this for 25 years. Oh, I've done more than that now. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but then you, you said, what the hell? I'm going to make this movie to show what it's all about, which was. Well, the, the movie was okay. made by, you know, Jeff Rowe and Doug Blush. You know, they mm -hmm. approached me. And really, Jeff Rowe was, ran VH1 for many years. And he, and he said, you know, we want to do a movie on the camp. And, and I just, you know, part of it was I said, okay, you can do it on the campers. You can do it on the rock stars. And if you get them, I don't want to be in this thing. And, um, and my, my goal was really to promote all these other people. Then he said, you got to be in it, this back and forth. So it took five years to make. But 
I will tell you that I think the film came out awesome. Doug Blush, who did 20 Feet from Stardom, did a great job because the biggest problem you have with the, so the film is, you know, these films start off as infomercials and, uh, and this had to be a real film. And I think, I think he did a great job on it. And, um, and you really see the sincerity of all these rock stars. None of them got paid. They all wanted to be in the interviews. And um, so it was great. You see, that was actually part of it. Okay. Cause for, I mean, like there was the joke. I remember watching the very beginning going, i like in all these different little segments here and that going, you could be the guy to go up there and say, welcome to fantasy Island. Right. Cause that's what you were giving to these people. Yes. You're, I, I still do. You're really for, giving, you're absolutely giving them that you are giving them that for so many people. It's, I just would, just it's just that moment to to sit down there with slash or with dave navarro or whoever to just i mean i i've met both of them terrific guys right I, i'm going yeah i see that about him you know I, I so i see who you've got there and some of them i've met a lot of them others i haven't but at the same time i think yeah i could see him saying that i could see him acting that way to that person just being really kind whatever well you that's that, that that's the, the best part when you see someone just like unloading on a fan going look man here this is great that's sounding awesome how can you here push it this way this is just giving them the thumbs up and giving the kid the encouragement over and the they, top and that but, but what's great about that when you see them at rock camp they're 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 they, the musicians look at them as fellow musicians they know right. what it was when they first started roger Dolce said in the film he says this reminds me it was when i like when i first started nancy wilson said a line in one of the interviews that really stuck to me was she said you know, when we started being in heart and we, we start, we got our first, after we got our first hit song, it got to be about lawyers, agents, managers. He said, this camp is pure music. So I think the great thing about rock and roll fantasy camp is that it really is about the music. And I think the rock stars see it. So when a guy like Nick Mason comes and I say, come for two or three hours of jam, some Pink Floyd tunes, and he stays for four days because he realizes, you know what? I'm going to come back every day and jam music. I can play with Mickey Dolan for the monkeys. I can play with this artist. I never get to play these songs. I'm a musician first. You know, Joe Perry, he said a great line. We, I, and, I, and I love to quote this line because, you know, at, at rock camp, besides jamming with all the campers and the bands, they all do a Q&A. Q&A is really important part of it. You know, you really get to get, get some questions answered. And, and a guy turns, uh, you know, a guy asks Joe Perry a question. Joe asks him, hey, what do you do for a living? The guy says, I'm a lawyer. And on weekends, I play with my band. I'm the guitar player. And he turned to the guy and he says, he says, BS on being a lawyer. He says, you're a musician first. You're a guitarist first. You do all that stuff. You know, you do the legal bullshit to pay for your guitars. And, 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 and that's and the guy said, yeah, that's me. You know, people are musicians first. And I think that's what Rock Camp does. It gives those musicians an opportunity to, to, you know, to learn and to jam and, and, and to meet their, their heroes. So you've had, I mean, I'm sure that by the end of it, you've got, you've got these people just walking out in tears or whatever, you know, like, I can't believe we did this. They, they keep that. coming Those back. Some... You know what? You know, oh, the, yeah. Repeat they, offenders. Great. Yeah. yeah, They love it. Cause they, we take them to a high, we give them that experience. And, but you know, the big problem with a business like mine is people, you know, how many people are scared to come, you know, I mean, I know guys who NFL coaches whose wives bought it from as a gift or Scott Hamilton, the ice skater calls me a week before, he says, David, I'm supposed to come jam with Steven Tyler. My wife bought it for my 50th birthday. I said, and I'm not coming. 
So what do you mean you're not coming? I, I can't jam with Steven Tyler and he's not the drummer. I said, Scott, you got to come. It's going to be the greatest experience of your life. You skate in front of a billion people on television. You win gold medals. You're unbelievable. You're scared to jam. And I said, you come, it'll be the greatest experience of your life. And I cannot tell you how many people I have to talk into who, whose wives buy this for them as a gift or, you know, it's a joke, but it, I hate to say it, but a week before camp, we call it cancel week at rock camp because um, we get a call from the wife usually or the spouse saying, my husband can't come. He's got a business meeting or, but they don't say that. They, they basically, they, they've tried that one. They say, you know, his mom has cancer. His dad has cancer, his brother has cancer, his guitar has cancer. They throw that word out and it, God forbid they should know what it is. To, so it really upsets me. But then I, I talk them into, I said, listen, you bought a ticket, you got to come. And inevitably they all come and they really go through the life-changing experience. Okay. I would say though, Scotty, they're with Steven Tyler. Okay. That's that. Okay. Now that, that just, because Again, Steven Tyler, very down to earth. Steven, I mean, you know that Steven Tyler's like, hey, I'm here, you're here. We're going to have a really good time. I can see that with almost everybody in there, just as the people that I've known over the years in because there. Because it's musicians. It's you know, musicians they're, 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 they're in a safe environment. They're in a safe environment, and they're going, look, we're not trying anything here. We, we've made it. We've done it. Right. And now it's your turn to just share the spotlight and have absolutely you you got it. I well, okay. So how did this start actually? Because you said you were working with Ringo. And I so if I'm just following the history correct, Ringo was your kickoff guy with this, right? Yeah. You know, Ringo was my kickoff guy. And at the fourth show, I was at the backstage at the PNC Center in New Jersey. And the band, as you see in the film, Joe Walsh and Levon Helm played a joke on me. And you have to watch the film, folks, to see it because it's really it's it's a crazy crazy joke. It it, it was crazy for them. They laughed. For me, I almost got a heart attack because I had put up my house, and all of a sudden I saw my house going in the river when that when those two staged a fight. But anyways, I, you know, after that I realized being on tour with Ringo that year, how much fun everybody had. And I said, if I could give this to the fan, if I could give a fan the 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 opportunity to hang out with their favorite rock stars and jam with them and eat meals with them and just enjoy them and, and, and get as much information. You know, I wanted to do that. And um, so about, uh, you know, 10 years later, I, I did my first rock camp and I loved it so much that I, I gave up life on the road and gave up managing artists and, and I just do the camp full time. And, and it's really, you know, it's, it's more fun to give than, you know, the line where it's more fun to give than to receive. And, that's what rock camp is for me. It's a place where I can give, give people this incredible opportunity to jam with their favorites. And, you know, we now have a songwriting fantasy camp. So if you want to write songs, um, we just announced that this week. Um, you know, if you're a beginner, you're an intermediary, it's really a great place to, you know, just immerse yourself in for four days of music, no matter what skill level. And, you know, Tony Robbins is a big, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins. And he says, if you want to do something in life, you want to change, you're 40, you're 50, you're 60. It's never too late to change. Um, you know, creating, you know, finding something that, that will give you love and passion in your life. And I'm a big passion guy, as you see. And, you know, I don't do things unless I have passion for it. So, um, I, you know, that's why I, 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 I tell people that, um, you know, camp, Tony, follow Tony Robbins, immerse yourself into it. Now, if you don't want to do rock camps, go to art camps. Go to go to a spa. Do whatever you would. 
go to you know go to radio broadcasting there's a sports broadcasting you know but just do something it's really really important for people especially in the world now with covid and everything coming on find a passion that you want to do and then you'll see what happens if it where it will take you well, that actually leads me into the next question because on your site you you have the master class that you're doing and, and and again it's there i i understand you've got so much of that going on but talk about the master class thing and how to get into it and all that because it's 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 different than rock camp obviously right so, there, so. what happened was during covid two years ago in june when we saw that um, camps were we couldn't do camps anymore i wanted mm -hmm. to give that experience to my campers and and so i basically went to the rock stars and said listen will you answer questions on co uh, on zoom I'll charge 50 bucks, 100 bucks. You know, Alice Cooper, I said, I, you know, I'll raise $10,000 if you give me an hour for your charity. I'll charge $500. You can have all the money. Roger Dolce for Teen Cancer America. And these artists were sitting home and they were so, they, they, they were great. They had nowhere to go. And, you know, so these classes, we did 160 of them and they were hosted by Britt Lightning, the amazing guitar player from Vixen. And she's our musical director. And she yeah, really, yeah. Vic, you know, Britt Brit, uh, really ran that program. And we get 25, 50 people a night. And they would come on. And, and you know, the artists, you know, I would, tend to, I would turn to the artists and say, um, you know, well, you've already done an hour, an hour and 20 minutes. And Alice Cooper said, I got nowhere to go. I'm not in a rush, you know. And, and these classes lasted about two, three hours. And, you know, Richie Faulkner from Judith Priest, you know, he was teaching people guitar lessons and licks. and it was really incredible from Steve Howe on down. Yes. Oh, the artists that came on, it was Def Leppard. And it, it was really, you know, these artists didn't know if they were going to ever perform again, you know? So they all came and they gave this experience. And like in, I Richie's, said, in Richie's case, we still, we almost lost him. I mean, that was uh, yeah, just was, a few months Richie, ago. Yeah. yeah. But we did 160 classes and now Britt and I are writing a book and really the lessons that we learned and, and because None of these artists were, you know, here, I'm on promoting my movie, I'm promoting camps, but none of these artists were promoting their records, they weren't promoting gigs, they just were giving out advice. And the advice that came out from Alice Cooper, the advice that came out from his manager, Chef Gordon, was incredible stuff. Such, Steve Howe. I mean, I cannot tell you, I could go down the list, Eddie Kramer, the producer. So we learned so much, so much information that they'd never shared before. And we're, we're, we're collaborating on a book now. But the other good thing is we're, is, um, you know, I saw one thing, the two things I learned from all 160 classes. Number one, passion. All these artists have passion. And number, because they love what they're doing. They've done it. They made a decision in their life. They're going to go with it. And the second thing was the song. It's all about the song. And that was incredible to hear that, um, you know, no matter what, the other way to make it in the business is the song, the songwriters, songwriters. And that's what prompted me to start, start a songwriter camp. And I went to the best guy. So, uh, so with that, with the songwriting camp and that going, do you find that you'll have like just the different artists going, hey, I want to get in on this. Here's my guitar input or whatever. I mean, are you getting, does it kind of turn symbiotic? Because you got some masterminds in there. And everybody being very encouraging. And that's what I noticed through the whole thing is that nobody's got attitude or ego in this. 
No, yes. you can't come. To- I want to make this happen for everybody. That's what I'm getting out of out of these. Yeah, guys. you can't come so. to my camp, so do business with me if you got a big ego like that. Uh, I don't have patience for it, and I don't think people do. Um, but I will tell you that um, the songwriter Desmond Child. Now Desmond did an amazing three day, one hour masterclass on songwriting, mm-hmm. and the goal was he was going to send your songs in. And the 15 people, the first 15 people send their songs in and he was going to analyze the song. I got to tell you, first of all, he made it one hour turned into three hours. He took every song, he listened to the lyrics and you were able to listen and, and watch him as a master, you know, talk about, you know, your songs and what it needs and everything like that. And I'll never forget. And he had me laughing. One night he had a, a lady writes in, she said, I found, we found love. This, for example, we found love from Nashville to the Alamo. And then he turned to us and said, lady, first of all, we, you should write about you individually. It's not we are the world. We are the world, you can say, you know, you can say we, but I, you should write about you individually. Then he said to her and he says, lady, we lost the Alamo. What kind of love can you find from Nashville to the Alamo? We lost the Alamo. I mean, it was so brilliant, Desmond. He had me laughing for uh, nine hours straight. And that's when I decided to, you know, ask if he'll do a songwriting camp. But you're going to learn a lot. And there's so much to learn. And, you know, to learn from these people is incredible. And um, they're all, and, it's, and, you know, listen, is rock camp for everybody? No. Are there musicians who will not do this, who will not give, who are not ready yet to give? Yes. But the ones who are ready to give now, it's, it's unbelievable the knowledge they're giving out. Well, the, I mean, going down the list, and I see the list of everybody you've got that's giving. You know, I mean, okay, I, I'm gonna just—I'm a crazy ass Runaways fan, and I've interviewed Cherie, and and uh, you know, and and so I just—I'm big Runaways fan. And so when Lita Ford says you're out of your mind, um, I—I I, I mean, you should take that as a compliment first. Oh uh, no, I from Lita Ford. Ford. Hey, even but, Gene, Gene Simmons—they're all compliments, and they're all—they're—they're they're, they're saying you're too ambitious, but or, or maybe you're not being too—I mean, what what? too ambitious or not ambitious enough i think what you're doing i i thought that was i was like yeah when lita ford goes guy's out of his mind but look what you're accomplishing yeah she's got a smile on her face she's being part of this whole thing yeah no it's you know to me it's it's really great what i've been able to to, you know and i don't take you know sit on it every day i'm still creating creating new concepts i love changing people's lives and i did a program years ago about 20 years ago called hoffman institute org and I went up to this program up in Northern California and to change my life and they put me through a program for seven days it's very popular now um, you know publicly Katy Perry went there met Orlando Bloom she's talked about Hoffman uh, Hoffman's an amazing Hoffman.org, right yeah Hoffman Institute.org okay oh, Hoffman Institute.org. okay org, yeah and it really changed my life and you know it changed in so many different ways you know that we're it basically got me to learn to give and not worry about money as much and focus on, you know, cr- you know, creating big tours and just do something that I'm passionate about. And, and I love changing people's lives through, through music. Well, one of the, one of the things that I, and, and I saw the one way I thought, okay, this guy clearly doesn't get it where they said that the movie appeared to be like an infomercial and uh, I watched that and I was like, no, 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 this is, 
that guy doesn't get the point of this film. That guy doesn't get the point of what, what he's doing. Yeah. Cause, cause, because to the one person to go in there and to sit down with Gene Simmons and for, for Gene Simmons to not in his makeup, not in his uh, nothing, but just to sit down and, and go, look, he hears this, here's this riff, here's this, let me hear it, make the magic happen, you know, and to see that, and then that, because that is going to change that kid's life. Go change his way life. That, 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 you know, because that kid's going to go on and and what, even if he doesn't go to play music for the rest of his life or be that, that moment taught him he can do amazing things. And that's, well, that was what I got from the, from those scenes, right? Jeremy, I thank you so much because that's for me what the film is about. The film is about that these people did it for music, but the, what's really behind me is, because I can't play a lick, but if you want to do something in oh, life- Oh, you got some gorgeous hardware behind I you. I got gorgeous, but I can't <laughs> play any of them. They're not tuned. But let's, 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 say, let's say you want to create an app. You want to create a podcast. You want to create a product. You want to build a service. You can do it, and don't let fear stop you from doing it. And I was hoping that the film, to me, it's a, the film is really basically is about you being able to do whatever you want to do, whether you want to be an artist. These people do it through music, but you can be able to do it. And, that, and that's really what, 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 why I'm excited about the film so much, because it really it, 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 it should resonate with anybody at any age who wants to do whatever they want to do, and they'll walk away motivated. Something else that I really got out of it was to see how they, how they gel with the artists, and it shows you look, you know, you've got Slash, who's one of the greatest, you know, or Dave Navarro or, you know, Paul Stanley. But when, when Sammy Hagar was like, wait, uh, this guy's a dentist, you know, and that was, that was to me, it was great because you're seeing these people, they're gelling with their fans where they're like, I, I'm not on the main stage. I'm not the guy on the main stage making all this happen. Like, you know, I've seen Sammy perform. I've seen these guys. I've seen what they're like on stage and they have all this. But then for the guy to just be sitting there going, damn, you are one hell of a guitarist and you're a dentist and I'm getting to, to you know, to, to see them gel like that, that shows a very different side of people that you and I know because we work with these guys but for fans to see, these guys are just human. They're typical. They're human. They're genuine. And, big and, hearts. And, that, you know, you don't usually see that. You see it in this movie. That's one, it's one thing. That's what I love so much about the movie. Because it shows you, you know, who they really are. Now, unlike uh, Nashville country stars, you know, Keith Urban, he's out on his bus at 5 o'clock. I love my, my fans. I come out, I hug them, I listen, I love them. These rock stars never met their fans because they're always running from one gig to another mm -hmm. and they're, they're running out of the stadiums and the arenas before the crowd, you know, by that last song. Every night I was on Ringo's tour, every night on the Monkees tour, you know, we were running because we didn't want to get stuck in the traffic and we had to get on a plane to get to the next city. So whereas the country people, they love their fans, they live on their buses, they do, they do country day in, in Nashville where everybody could come meet Dolly Parton, so they're very accessible, unlike the rock stars. So are, are you, do you see that kind of changing in the paradigm of the rock star world? I mean, you've got some veterans, and you've also, you just make one more point here, you got veterans in there, and you've got some very professional people, but you've also got a lot of these guys after they've lived through their wild days, and the, yeah, these guys have no, cleaned up and sober, no, you know. That's why, that's why rock camp has become great for them. But they're now doing these meet and greets that they never thought they would ever do. 
because uh, they can make a lot of money doing them. Um, so they're doing them at the concerts. They're meeting people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but that's something new, you know, that's, that's just in the last decade. You know, I've been doing camp for 25 years. So, um, you know, I feel like we've given people the, you know, the, the rock stars, wow, you can really meet these people and they're normal. Hey, I'll do a meet and greet. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, there, there's some of the rock camp was first. I, I was doing rock camp before anybody of these people would do a meet and greet. And I, you know, it took a long time to get these artists, you know, I credit Roger Daltrey is the one who really, you know, when I, when I presented it to him to do the camp, he, he was, um, you know, he said he would do it. And once he did it, it, you know, it opened up the doors and avalanche of, of rock stars came. Well, that was actually the, the first big one that I, like for me would have been when I saw the, the Pawn Stars episode there where he went and did that with Roger Daltrey right now, out of everybody you've got in there, I think if I were to be, I would probably be uneasy around Roger Daltrey just because probably he's like the longest that I've been into somebody like that. I was like nine when I really ramped up on it. And I mean, I've just put so much time into learning the who and, you know, whatever. So I saw, I was like, now, now Roger Daltrey would be the one for me. And it was funny watching him there because Roger Daltrey's just being so down to earth and everything. Well, he, he's, he, I want to tell you something. Uh, and you can quote me on this. He's probably the greatest rock star ever in my eyes. And I, I've met everyone from a mm -hmm. Beatle to a Stone. And I'll tell you why. Number one, he's so down to earth. He's a very giving person. He gives to his crew. If someone was sick, he goes visits them. But the biggest, greatest thing about Roger Daltrey is he created this charity called Teenage Cancer America and Teenage Cancer Trust. And he works this thing day in and day night, day and night, where his his commitment to giving teenagers a place where they can get their cancer treatments versus having to go to a regular to get their drips with old people or babies. He created this concept where they can go in, in, a, in, a, in a happy place. They can watch MTV. They can watch concerts. They can see movie posters. And it's basically, um, these are things, these are, these are buildings that are attached to hospitals. And he created it. And he's probably now in 40 hospitals in America. He's all around the UK and around the world. This is a guy who is just dedicated himself to giving back and He's, he's such a special person. He really is. And, you know, for, for people to know him and, and, and I got to tell you that, that to me, that's a real person. Well, yes, I, well, I'm, I'm like, I'm crazy Roger Daltrey fan again. You should like, be. He's but real. If, if I ever did a rock camp thing with him, I would probably, I wouldn't even be able to touch the who I would have to do that after the fire song. I know Pete Townsend wrote it. But to say that there was a song that Ro that, that Roger Daltrey was meant to perform was that song after the fire. Okay, yeah. like because you know Listen, what I'm he, talking about. It, he gave, it was Pete, Pete wrote some great music, but Roger gave gave a lot of style to those you know to those songs. Oh, Roger's got Roger could perform. He's got the swagger. He's Bono. He's Mick Jagger. Yeah. He's all those guys rolled into one. Yeah. He's, is great and but watching that pawn stars thing was funny because there was the guy being really awkward and roger was there with his coffee his starbucks and he's like no i think we could really do this, this is great and he kept and, encouraging and, and, it was just it was brilliant watching that because roger was like I, I don't know why you're all worked out you know because i'm like 
you're doing fine here, man. This is great. Like, we're just, you know, it and was he's, such- and, 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 and the guy from Pawn Stars, uh, Rick Harrison, his favorite band is The Who. Yeah, yeah. He was sitting there with his absolute favorite. And I think he was so uncomfortable that Roger was just, hey, come on, let's do this. Yeah. Like, no, you know, that's he, Roger. That's it was so you. funny to watch that. Roger Dolce, you know, I, we could do a podcast on, on really, uh, it's amazing his career, what he's given back. Uh, and what he consistently gives back. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really blown away. And I love his charity. I think we should all support it. Uh, and people- Yeah, I'm, I'm taking it. notes. I'm, I'm putting all these down in here. I'm, yeah. I'm so um, what I, so let's see, when, when how, how do you formulate putting together, okay, we're gonna do this one this weekend, uh like the one again i see richie is scheduled from you know judas priest and all that because um i'm totally hoping richie's back on his feet soon and doing well um i was supposed to shoot judas priest and he got sick two days before the show here in salt lake so really wow yeah i mean i was ramped up i was going to interview halford offer i was going to be i was like so wound up you know so i was looking forward to that and then when they said look richie got sick and everything's been postponed i saw you've got him scheduled um yeah we'll see you know we're gonna if he if he can't come he'll do a zoom meeting he'll, he'll do it on zoom we'll see his health you know he's taking it day by day um yeah. but you know i formulate the cans based on the genres of music like okay yeah i was gonna say how do you how do you come up with a genre like, let's say i get a jerry Ken, i get jerry cantrell and a kim thale and then I find the, the the original drummer of of Pearl Jam, and you know, and I put together that that you know the the you know the Seattle sound, you know. Um, same thing with um, classic rock. Same thing with metal. You know, you just find you, you know you find those genres, and and you you, you go with the genre, and um, that's what you do. Have you women, ever? You know, Jeremy, my women's only camp is probably the hottest camp we have out there. You should tell all your listeners. Women's only rock and roll fantasy camp for women only is Nancy Wilson. Um, heart, yeah, and, and you know it, it, it's it's she's going to lead this along with Melissa Etheridge, uh, Orianthe, okay. and um, you know from the Go Go's Kathy Valentine, Kathy and Valentine, you yeah, have and Britt Lightning from Vixen, and just for women, and that's you know that's it's amazing that we're just going to have a camp just for women. Well, so when you probably some- women. The photographers, women, everyone, women. I can't come. You, you so even even the person at the sound desk is going to be a woman there. Everyone makes it. Yeah, I want them to feel comfortable that they can, you know, you know, be a, be their issue, you know, hear the issues of being a woman in a band, um, you know, being a, you know women in rock and roll. I mean, there's a lot of you know, it's 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 a, it's a man's world for many years, and now it's opening up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, well, th- back when I was talking to Sheree Curie the first time, she said, you know, nobody took them seriously when they were 16, 17 year old kids, you know, now we look at them and go, how could we imagine rock and roll, especially for women today without the runaways, without Lita Ford and Joan right. Tett and Sheree Curie. Yeah, they, they, they had to endure a lot. Yeah. Of course though, Sheree Curie, she proved herself with that record that she put out that Boulevard of Splendor. She had yeah. half of your cast on that record. <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, they were on Sheree's record. Oh yeah. He was on Sheree's record too. Yeah, she's, I mean, a, she's a wonderful lady. Oh, really yeah, wonderful I, lady yeah. I have only the greatest to say about Sheree mm-hmm. Curry. Um, have you ever now? I mean, cause I'll, I'll, I'll see bits and pieces of it come out and I go, well, that was like, you know, 
earth shattering but have you ever seen a show of a band who's gone through rock camp and done something and then you you thought damn that would be a super group right there that would be something that if we could get i mean if because you because you, you know what you used to do it for a living do you see something like that and go damn we ought to sign this and make it happen or we we had to get these guys on tour or what i mean you see well, i've seen individual musicians at camp and they've mm -hmm. gone on to have careers and you know, and and um, we never promote it. I don't ever want to do that. And I never like that part of the business where you promise people, but I've seen things help happen, you know, generically, it just, I mean, it just happens. I saw some young kids get picked up from bands when kids touring with a rock band now. Um, but, you know, there's some great musicians out there, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta be dedicated to playing your instrument every day for hours and hours and hours to get great yeah and and that's who you've got obviously you I mean, you i'm, I'm you looking at that list behind you. you've you got steve vi weren't him like yep those are those are the guys yeah i mean a guy like steve vi i gotta believe plays his guitar five hours a day sure. you know he spends it you gotta in order to play your instrument you gotta really really do your instrument you can't just you know and that's why they got to the top so um with that how, you probably have quite the Rolodex just over the years. Uh, do you have different artists of these genres knocking on your door saying, hey, I can, I'm interested in, in doing something like this? Or, or how, do you, how do you get these things coordinated with the new people or with, you know? No, I do have a great Rolodex. I know a lot of managers. I know a lot of talent. I know a lot of people. Um, and, you know, I, I go after artists that I like. I go backstage to a show and introduce myself, um, tell people what I'm doing. Now that the film has come out, you know, a lot of artists have, have gotten it and, you know, they're interested because um, they really didn't understand what I was doing. So, you know, all different ways. Someone recommends me, a friend. I, I got a call yesterday. Uh, I got an email yesterday from a guy six months ago who basically said to me that, uh, you know, this, this big rock star is now interested. I got excited, you know, so, you know, you're well, out there. We're doing, we're doing this 25 years, rockcamp.com, 25 years. Yeah, I, I was going to say, because the band now, uh, the, the band, like, the, well, the movie, sorry, the, the movie has now finally solidified and told everybody what you did. And that was a lot of hard work. It was like pushing right. a train uphill for a while. Thank you. Yeah. But has, has it exploded to where, well, you said it has to the point, but now are your camps getting filled up and is master classes? Yeah, no, it's really camps are doing great. The okay. camps are doing great. They're, they're selling out or, you know, I'm also limited one drummer, a band, you know, one bass player, you know, uh -huh. certain, you know, two, three guitar players. So, you know, I create bands and I can't create more than 12, 13 bands to camp. So <laughs> you know, they're very limited. You know, it's not like, it's not like, um, you know, you, you, you produce, you know, a festival like Coachella. You can just keep moving the fence back and get more people in. I can't. You can't do that. Sure. See, I remember watching Gene Simmons get up there and say, you know, when he was talking about his own record label and what he was doing, he says, I am here to welcome you. I am doing this. I want you guys to come out and to make music this good. I want he you to anything. prove he, to me he, that you're out there with that he, talent. And that's what he, I'm here to do. Another, I, I want everybody to be successful in this. And Gene Simmons was incredible. And, you know, people look at him one way and then you see him at camp and he, he listened to every song. He pushed them to write songs. He showed how he wrote songs. 
And then after camp, he wanted to hear the songs and he made comments on it. I was blown away by his appearance. It was, you know, another one that just came in, knew what he was going to do, what he was going to teach. Um, and subsequently, he's, you know, he's been back to my camp a few times. He's great. Yeah, I saw that. No, I saw the, I, I saw the, again, but you've got guys like Gene or Paul Stanley in them. And those guys are, in this day and age, they are the professionals. You know, they know how to handle you know the business and working with people and you know to actually let's get in the studio and make something happen not about ego whatever but if if yeah ego is going you know ego ego went a long way in a short distance for people you know they um but i don't think there's success well, big egos and big hair you know they're out we don't need <laughs> we don't exactly. need either of them anymore exactly so um, have you caught any moments to where again because you weren't the one making the film obviously but when when they were out doing the work and filming were there just certain moments that were just so amazing that you were like I can't believe they didn't get this or or you know I mean because I you but, see it you, you see it from a different point of view that the rest of us are ever going to see it right well they, by the way they had 90 terabytes of footage they did to go through so they went through so much. It's so many stuff that hit the hit the editor floor. But you can only make these documentaries to be, you know, 80 minutes. minutes yeah. People, yeah, people lose minutes, the yeah. time. So, yeah, the, we could have done five films. We could have done, um, you know, you just saw four campers. But every camper that's come to camp, all 6,000 of them that have been camp, have a story. They all have amazing stories. So, you could, you know, you could keep doing it. But we're hoping to get a series that will, that will, you know, will fall in, in the future and that will tell the stories of these people and also more rock stars. So uh, you have this, the, the Seattle genre, like you said, like you said, let's do the Seattle sound, let's do metal, let's do classic rock, whatever. Um, have you thought like, I, I mean, maybe expanding like towards pushing for industrial and getting like the skinny puppy guys or ministry or any of the, you know, any of these other, you mean the the the, uh, the christian music no 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 uh, industrial like industrial punk like skinny puppy ministry nine inch nails to kind of yeah i want to so because i mean i see some guys in there who've done crossover work and played in bands like that but I was thinking, you know, or to get like a, a Depeche Mode, like, you know, of the synth pop kind of thing to get in there as well. Yeah, you know, the problem is, is, you know, then you need a lot of keyboards and it's hard to play a lot of that stuff. You know, like even like, let's say I want to do a Beach Boy camp. I wanted sure. to do a Beach Boy camp, but the vocals are too much. Oh, yeah. Beach Boys, you'd need 11 different. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, to harmonize know, that would be insane. It's, yeah, it's been really hard. You know, there are a lot of people's music that people can't do. So Yes Music, I did a Yes Camp. It was great, but, you know, that, that prog music is really hard to learn. Prog music is, yeah. Well, yes, geez, alone there. Um, also, you, you said that you you, you ran the, the, the Monkees tour and all that. Uh, I guess condolences if you were friends with Mike Nesmith. That one hit uh, a lot of us really hard. I was, you know, longtime fan of those guys as well. And we well, lost Mike just a week ago. I know that was sad. I didn't know him well because he didn't do my 86 tour. Okay. Um, but he, I met him a few times. He came to some of the shows. You know, anytime you lose a legend like that, and, you know, it's, it's a shame with that band because there's only one left, you know. 
Well, what eighty six toured that was Mickey, uh, Davy, and Peter. Yeah, that he was the one who was out. I remember that right. was the his mother invented liquid paper. So yeah, and so he was off running the fourth. He, yeah, right? he, he didn't need he didn't need the money. That was the that was then this is now tour, right? In 86, 87. That was 87. That was then this is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. You're right. That was then this is now. Yeah, that was yeah. it. So it was just the three, and it did look yeah. We we but we gotta get them. Your fans have to write in to get them in the hall of fame. There is no reason that the monkey shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I you know, argument for me there, man. We just but what did it take to get the go-go's onto the onto the they, I mean that was that took forever to get them on the list, you know. I mean, I am I'm I'm with you there on a lot of different bands. You know, there's so many that just should be up there that yeah. So there's a lot in there that I, I would love to see. I don't know. There's there's some bands that you you just think that they were successful, they need to be so much bigger, you know. But you're also pointing out that I mean th there was the line in there that said you think if we were to audition on American Idol or The Voice, they'd take us, you know? And I still have to laugh at that line because, you know, you you—that's not what you're about. That's not what these guys were about. These guys were like, "We're gonna start playing in small clubs, fighting, writing, all hey, of that. We're right. not instant, you know. We're gonna we're gonna dedicate our lives to this, and we're gonna put passion in, and and we, you know, we, we, this is gonna be our job, and, and you know, and and uh well a lot of people didn't get that opportunity that's what rock camp's about and uh jeremy i want to thank you this has been a great uh, oh yeah this has been this has been great too yeah we just hit 45 minutes there um any last thing so i got the hoffman institute.org i'm gonna totally run up roger daltrey because i i love the guy but the movie just push the movie and if you want to see the movie it's on apple and it's on amazon you can find the link and um rock it's camp. uh it's 399 streaming on youtube i know that because that's how yeah. i got it um yeah it's yeah but what would your what would your final message be to the young kid out there who wants to who wants to to give it a shot take a crack at it what okay would you say? that's a great question years ago my parents told my brother you can't make it you got to go to college you got to get a regular job today berkeley school of music has 60,000 students Full sale of Florida, 80,000 students. There is easily ways to make a living in touring because you can sell your merchandise, you can sell your music, you can promote yourself. You do not need a record label to make your career in social media. There are jobs in the record industry, there are jobs in music, there are jobs in live venues. You know, go for your dream. And, um, it's a lot easier today to, to get into our industry than ever before. So, um, you know, you start your band, you get out your music, you do some podcasts, start building a fan base to build up, you know, and then you start touring, get your music on Spotify and everything, everywhere you can get, get your music out. So there's a lot more opportunities today to get your music out than when the Who started or when the Beatles started, you know, so the, the, uh, the business is so open today more than ever. See, that was what I wanted to carry over from from the, the film and from all of that. That was the that I wanted to get that out of you. So thank you so much. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big believer of that. You can make all right. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Yes, thank you, everybody. This is David Fishoff of uh the amazing 
worldofrockcamp.com. So go check that out. Go see the movie. Master classes to be signed up for and enjoyed with uh, some of the best musicians that have made it out there. So thank you, David, and everybody else. Thank you so much. And uh, take care. Be good to each other. And let music do awesome in your lives. And thank you so much, David Fishhoff from uh, Rock Camp. Everybody, go and just check it out. Watch the movie. Take a master class on it. Follow your passion. And uh, who knows, maybe you'll get to play in a band with Dave Navarro or from Slash. But uh, I'm also going to point out this. I'm going to play this one out. Uh, special thanks to Barry Andrews of Shriekback for letting us use the title of Steve Jazz. And this is the greatest song Roger Daltrey has ever performed called After the Fire. Thank you, everybody, and have a bodacious week. The fire still Gotta stop.